Welcome to the RD Energy July 2023 Stay Current Newsletter. I'm Daryl Bragg, President and Owner of RD Energy. And this month, I wanted to talk a little bit about how not <laughs> we can't get a really clear path forward on whether prices are going to go up from here or go down. What we have been seeing the past three or four months, um, dating back to to March and even maybe into February, is that we've been trading in a a pretty uh, tight range in pricing. Uh, if, as we look at NYMEX, natural gas NYMEX for the upcoming month. And so what we've seen is prices trading in that 240 uh, per MMBTU low to 280, 285 per MMBTU. That seems to be the range we've uh, been trading in. And we can't break out either below or above because the the traders, there's there's about as many uh, things keeping prices up that's actually pushing them down. So we're kind of in this uh, wait and see time period where we're going to see what's going to happen to make prices break out on the upside or break down on the low side. The uh, what we do know that if we if if today, for example, we see September and October of 2023 uh, pricing, you know, trading around. 270 per MMBTU, we're seeing prices August, September, October of 2024 trading about 70 cents higher at around 340 per MMBTU. And you kind of look across the board, even as you look into November and December of uh, in January of 23 and January 24, you look at December, November, December 24, January 25, you're going to see that same differential pretty much occurring where you see around a 70 cent increase of 24, 25 prices versus what we're seeing today. So when you look, when you hear about a natural gas or electric price that is higher for a two year or a three year, um, that's higher than a 12 month, then you have to kind of realize that there's a reason for that. There's that they don't just have higher prices for no reason. There are some some concerns out there. But we have seen that differential year over year actually come down a little bit. That at one point, probably about a month or two ago, that differential was closer to a dollar per MMBTU and now we're closer to seventy cents per MMBTU. So we're seeing things come down a little bit out into the future, which is helping our longer-term two- and three-year fixed rates look a little more attractive as well. But what we're seeing is that lately, um, natural gas production has been in the U.S., has been under a lot of maintenance programs, and so we've seen a good drop-off of natural gas production at the same time as we've seen uh, LNG exports um go lower almost as much as the production dropped mainly because of pipeline or uh, terminal maintenance programs as well so it seems awful coincidental which is hard to believe in coincidences that as production went down the lng exports went down both of them had uh, 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 maintenance projects so now this past weekend, production came back up pretty strongly, and so did LNG 
exports as well. So both of them went down about the same time and coming back up the same time, which is, again, is, you know, again, a neutral type of thing uh, because it's not increasing supply or demand. So now, in addition to that, we now have to look at, well, what does the future hold for production? We see the number of wells being drilled dropping pretty dramatically uh, from last year to this year. So that the, in, the big question mark is later this year, as we get to, right toward winter, will the production numbers drop because of that, you know, the drilling rig count go down? So there's a lot of people holding out for that, you know, the production to drop because of the drilling being lower, because there's a time delay. It takes a while for that drop in production to show up due to the, the, the drilling decline. So it'd be interesting to see, because if it doesn't, if somehow with oil production and the gas associated with oil production and, say, other producers have been holding back, if prices do go up and, they, and, and suddenly there's gas showing up, um, in great quantity, we don't see this drop that so many people are expecting due to the lower drilling, then that would be a, a bearish, you know, uh, fundamental to because the production doesn't drop as expected. But we have to wait and see what that does. We also, on the, on the demand side, we see LNG uh, going back up and being strong. We're shipping about 13 BCF a day. We're capable of shipping about 16 BCF a day, so that number could increase. The big question now is what will prices be over in Europe and will they be able to you know, accept all the gas we have? Uh, we know that the storage over in Europe is probably 75% full, so that will get filled up as we get into fall. But the question mark is a lot of those uh, LNG terminals or LNG shipments of the in the big barges turn out to be kind of floating storage. So we'll have to see how that plays out because earlier when prices were so low in Europe as well as in the U.S. right after winter was over, you know, there was a big fear that there would be a, a re big reduction of LNG shipments in the fall due to the economic uh, shut down because it just wasn't economically uh, pr uh, profitable for the LNG producers to ship it and sell it over there. But now we've seen a pretty sudden rise in LNG prices in uh, Europe. It went up to about $40 per MMBTU. So the economics is there for the LNG shipments to continue. So again, so natural gas production, question marks about how that's going to happen this fall. Same way with LNG. Are we shipping 13? Will it go up to 16 BCF a day? And so that's where the question marks will come into play. Then we have to look at weather. You know, the weather so far in the U.S., we've had a hot, a very hot uh, Texas, and we've had a, some a really some hot temperatures in central um, the U.S., but the west and east coasts have been pretty mild. Um, we've had some hotter temperatures the last few days here in the Midwest, um, but in Northeast. But that is going to look going to be disappearing and going back to more normal temperatures most of the rest of July. So now the only thing really keeping it, you know, again, is it pretty neutral? So unless we see a really pretty good heat wave that crosses the from coast to coast in the U.S. 
for you know somewhat of a little extended time, that would be a bullish thing to happen for the U.S. natural gas and electric prices to happen. So we're kind of in a wait-and-see mode about that as well. Will we see a heat wave of some type happen at some point in the Midwest and Northeast, and along with uh, in, in the south, Southwest and everything? So again, everything's kind of in a wait-and-see mode. Um, so that's kind of where things stand fundamentally for the supply and demand. We're kind of waiting to see what's going to break out. We're going to probably continue to trade in this range until something uh, more dynamic happens to change the fundamentals of supply and demand, either on the supply side or the demand side. So we continue to kind of tell our, our customers, we we kind of keep track of our all of our customers' data when their contracts are up and all that and reach out to them in advance so that um, they're getting taken care of and their contracts are bought well ahead of time as we track the price trends up and down and find the dips and we try to stay ahead of that uh, with all of our customers and and uh, really in, uh, our customer base is in great shape when it comes to where their electric and natural gas prices are uh, in the upcoming years. Uh, so we're very proud of the fact that they are in pretty good shape. Um, so if you are a you know, prospect listening to this podcast or, or, or reading our newsletter and you still are with the utility, then we have to say the very first thing you need to do is get off the utility rate because the highest utility electric rates are the highest they probably have ever been. Most of them are around 12 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, so, you know, the savings is extremely substantial to get that down, uh, you can probably knock the rate almost in half and uh, save yourself thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Um, if you already have a supplier, but you don't know when your contract end date is, it's very important that you find out what that contract end date is. We track that for our customers, but we're finding in right now, you know, what we find, we're talking to a lot of, you know, new prospect customers as they are reaching out to us in some of our chamber affiliations and, and our groups and actually word of mouth from other customers that they are looking, hey, what what should I do? I, I don't want to pay this 12 cents from the utility. And uh, But what we're finding in some of these cases that there are quite a few customers or prospects that are that have, are still paying or have recently been paying an extremely high price from a number of suppliers because their fixed rate ended and they got moved to a monthly variable rate. So uh, our customers don't experience that because we're very, very much on top of that. We don't allow that to happen, but we can't say that that's not the norm. The suppliers and other brokers do keep prices going, uh, watching those prices and letting them get to a variable rate, and we want to stop that. So um, if there's, we can help shop for prices for you. So if you're something we can do for you, please let us know. So that kind of wraps up our July newsletter. And um, so if you have questions, please give us a call or email us, and we can help you uh, get, get off these high utility rates or how off your high supply rates, and we can help you get something going. If, if you're current customers, again, we thank you, and we appreciate your business. And um, we'll be in touch if you got it when you've got a contract coming up uh, in the near future. But right now, everybody's in pretty good shape, but we'll always have a few to reach out to. So thanks, and we'll, we'll talk again next month.